And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth to Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we are transmitting live from our mobile station as well as our local station here on www.twave.tv, tweetcasting.tv, and our various networks. So we thank you all for tuning in for today's program, as we're very excited about today's program again as we talk about Gog Magog, present and future. We hope that you can stay tuned. And those of you watching us live via social media, feel free to post your questions or your comments for us. Or yeah, share your likes with us. That'll be fantastic. And of course, before we continue in today's segment of the program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to see your word. Uh, Lord, as we read Bible prophecy, we see it come alive right around us in this day. And it's exciting time, spooky times. We're in control. We pray, open up your world so we may understand your will for this time period, our lives, and your soon return. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Again, you tune into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Hey, again, our topic is that of God, may God, present and future. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Brower, Calvary Aventura, and The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on www.twave.tv. And if you find yourselves in the Aventura Hollandale area, we'd love for you to stop by and be part of our ministry. Give us a call, 305-992-9537 for more information. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Great to be on, brother. Great to be on. Always, every week, I forward to our discussion of the Bible exciting times that we're living in nathan jones exciting times. so nathan i wanted to ask you just real quick how's the situation in texas the weather here is changing in florida i love it it's actually a little bit under 80 degrees today wow for miami oh my goodness isn't that amazing already how well here in texas yeah it is uh, well texas it goes right from summer to winter yeah. 90 degrees last week, and then it was uh, 39 this morning. 39? So yeah, what's that? Uh, yeah, that's a degree up just week, and that's pretty normal in Texas. It goes summer, get fall for maybe a week, and then right in the winter. So that's how it goes down here and here in October in, in, in Texas. So I'm guys though are living in a tropical paradise. <laughs> well, yeah, it's actually nicer now, Nathan. As you know, I, I still have my motorcycle, Nathan, so now I actually get to ride it without sweating to death. Oh, you're the cool pastor, man. <laughs> I don't have a motorcycle. <laughs> no, no. Actually, it's uh, fun once in a while, Nathan, to uh, you know just get out and uh, smell the fresh air. You and I, we, we're so busy doing so many things that sometimes you know it's hard to get out and uh, have some fun. It is. Well, I praise the Lord that, uh, that your church continues to grow and flourish, and I hope those of you who are down there in the Miami area do visit Calvary Chapel Aventura. You'll be really blessed as a teacher, and you'll find a home here. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And Nathan, talking about a busy, uh, you guys also have a world of wonderful information uh, for people that want to grow in the things of the Lord and biblical prophecy uh, that they can uh, tune in. Will you be able to share once again your information, your contact information, and those resources for those individuals that are watching or listening that maybe are new to the ministry so they can get, get a hold of uh, you guys and know all of what you have to offer? 
Well, sir, uh, I'm uh, again Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministry. We are a Bible prophecy team ministry whose mission it is to claim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a way primarily through our television show, Christ in Prophecy, uh, hosted by our senior evangelist, Dr. David Reagan, and my co-host. And we got that on all the major Christian networks. You can also find many articles, yeah. the TV show, uh, sign up for newsletters, social media, all on our website at christinprophecy.org or lemonlion.com. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. And those of you that are watching and listening, you can check it out there on the big screen. It's just a wonderful uh, resources that they have. Nathan, I'm excited. You posted regarding the Reformation. Talk to us about that real quick. Well, this October 31st, which most people think of Halloween, is actually All Saints Day. Yeah. And that is a reminder. It points back to when Luther nailed his 95 Thesis on the Church of Wittenberg's door back in 1517, and that was him telling the or at least the Catholic Church time, hey, I had yeah. just to you on 95 of these different points, primarily because the Catholics were selling indulgences, which means they were mm. actually selling uh, time off from purgatory, which purgatory, again, isn't a biblical teaching, but the Catholic Church over the years invented it, and then they were selling time off for it to help wow. uh, refurbish. Okay, so Martin Luther was a at the time, he was like, enough is enough. We need to get back to the Bible. We need to get back to the New Testament church. It started a revolution that changed the world. I mean, now we have It uh, launched, uh, basically, the, the Anglican church, the Puritans, the New World. Uh, you and me can teach the Bible, man. We'd be still having to teach it out of Latin. And, and unless we were priests, we wouldn't be allowed to anyway. And so Martin Luther radically changed now, of course, they didn't do it in a vacuum. It wasn't Tim. There was a number of other people over the series that led up to it, but he finally was the catalyst, and he also translated the Bible into German so the common people yeah. in, they could read the Bible. That led to English translation, French, Spanish, and all. So now we can read the Bible today on our own. We can study it on our own thanks to the bravery of Martin Luther and the work that did through him. So praise the Lord. This 500th anniversary is super special because you and I would not yeah. understand Lord Jesus Christ like we do today if it wasn't for martyrs starting a revolution against the Catholic Church that was holding the gospel back from its people. Praise the Lord. Nathan, and I'm so glad that you share that information because there's a lot of people out there that maybe have no idea uh, what this is all about. And it actually happens to fall in, uh, technically on Halloween. But, uh, you know, Nathan, we're, we have a conference that we're going to be attending, my wife and I, in celebration of that with a number of churches that are going to be getting together. So I, I think it's just a wonderful opportunity, right, Nathan, for us to remember uh, what happened on that day. Yeah, very important. Uh, you, know, you hear a lot of today amongst liberal Christianity uh, a drive to go back to the Catholic Church, to reunite with it again, but you know, no offense to the Catholics. I hope they understand that the Catholic Church over the last 2,000 years has added much to the Bible. They've made their own um, uh, teachings of men, authority, or teaching the scripture. They've elevated Mary to Hemchurch. Again and again, the Catholic Church has added pagan elements to the Bible. It kept the Bible out of the hands of its followers. So we pray that we turned to the New Testament Church where we're studying the Bible again. We have it in our own language. We can read Sorry. it. We can draw close to God. Our without need to intermediate and 
that is something very special, very important to praise the Lord about. And mm-hmm. so many millions of hearts and souls have been given to Jesus Christ because of that movement of the, the Catholic Church. Excellent, Nathan. And, and I'm just so appreciative for the Word of God. And this is something that we cannot take for granted. Those of you that are watching, those of you that are listening, uh, again, what a wonderful opportunity to keep our nation in prayer and this incredible movement of the Holy Spirit and have an appreciation for this wonderful treasure that we hold in our hands, which is the, the Word of God. And Nathan, I'm glad that is in English, man, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you probably could do it both in Spanish and in English because you're being bilingual. But yeah, man. Uh, I mean, we have English translations today that are. You can go. You know, the wonder of the Bible is that you can go back to the Dead Sea Scrolls, 200 BC. You can go back to copies of the Bible that close to the first century, and you can compare it to what we have today and see that God has maintained the Bible, the Bible, to original group, and so trusted as our foundation of faith. Mm. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing that. And again, that's why we have such an appreciation for the Word of God. And not only that, but biblical prophecy has been preserved. And that's exactly what Nathan and I are looking in the book of Ezekiel as we're talking also about God, mega, past, present, and future. Now, Nathan, last week you brought us through, uh, as we talked about Gog and Mega through the descendants, and then we made our way to Ezekiel 38. Can you recap for us a little bit about last week, those descendants, and how we got those names? Well, certainly. Obviously, we can all, every one of us on this planet, trace our back to Noah and his wife. They are our forerunners. Every one of us is a brother, a sister, a cousin, because we can call our great 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 and pappy was Noah. Yeah. And Noah had ch- uh, children, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and they and their wives, and Noah and his wife, survived the flood, so that they were the only people on the earth, and the children had been kept married. And you have quite a number of, of these descendants, grandchildren, that we had read last week, yeah. that are founder of the nations today. Uh, Meshach, and Tubal, and Tagarma, and, and, and Persia, and Cush. These are all names of people through their descent from nations, and those nations on through time, and their names change. Like, for instance, ancient Persia is now called Iran, mm. and Kush is now called Russia. Right. These different countries exist today uh, from the descendants of Noah. Now, these descendants, these nations, would uh, fight each other over the millennia, but eventually they would allow themselves against uh, one of the descendants, one of Shem's descendants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the mm-hmm. descendants of Jacob, which is Israel. And Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 provides probably, uh, not probably, but definitely, yeah. the most detailed description of an end-time war that any, even more than getting in the entire Bible. It's nations, this ring of nations in the Middle East and Russia that are going to come against Israel one day, and the, the purpose is to either plunder or destroy it. The Russian wants to the Islamic nations that make up those other countries want to destroy it. Yeah. And that's what was left to us, that, that God actually was the instigator. He dragged down their leader, God, the chief prince of the Russians. You know, today's equivalent would be Vladimir Putin. I don't know if Putin yeah. is Gog, but it's certainly an entity named Gog. It's a demon over that area. But took in his mouth, and God drags these nations into an allegiance down to Israel for God's purpose to then destroy these for their constant 
for centuries of tax and abuse of the Jewish people. Mm. And Nathan, and that's why as we look at these scriptures and we look at these prophecies, for those of you that are watching and listening, this is incredible how accurate the Word of God is. And that's why we want to encourage you to join us, get in your Bibles if you're able to, and turning with us to uh, Ezekiel also as we make our way from past uh, to present and then uh, to the future. Nathan, now last week you also opened us up in uh, Ezekiel 38 verses around 1 through 7. And, and it was just fascinating how you were lining up these ancient names to modern names today and their locations. Well, yeah, you read through the first part of Ezekiel. You hear about, about Magog, and Magog was actually the territory that the that we get the Stan countries today: Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, probably <laughs> Afghanistan too. It's like man, those are all the Stans. The Stans <laughs> are the, the lands of Magog. We read about the nation of Rosh, which is an ancient the Rus, the Russian. That's Russian. We read about Meshach, Tubal, Gomer, Beth to Karma. Those were all areas inside Turkey, including Pas. Azhan and Armenia, and so those today are united on the banner of Turkey. We read about Persia, which of course is Iran, right. Ethiopia, which is Sudan, and Ethiopia, which is Algeria and Tunisia. Mm -hmm. And so what we see here is we see Russia, the Stan nation, Turkey, Iran, uh, and Sudan united against Israel. Now, brother, no time no time in human history right. have those nations united until Islam conquered all the nations but Russia. And they formed allegiances with each other, and though they would fight amongst themselves mm -hmm. now and then, they, they finally formed a peaceful coexistence with each other, though tenuous, with Russia's desire to continually move into the Middle East and eventually plunder the tiny nation of Israel. So, brother... All the allegiances are here today. You can turn on the news and watch Putin and yeah. uh, Turkey's Erdogan, and you can watch the Ayatollahs and, uh, and, and uh, Iran, all meeting together, discussing and planning and boldly proclaiming that they want Israel destroyed. They're feeling real good mm -hmm. about themselves that they can destroy Israel. And that come where that allegiance will come against Israel, as Ezekiel says, like a giant horde. Nathan, excellent point. And Nathan, one of the things that we're noticing is how much power these nations are gaining. I mean, we look at Russia and the way that this place is developing. Uh, it's just amazing, right? It is amazing. Russia has met a wall. It cannot move into Europe. NATO, the United States, the European Union have stopped it. They can't go back towards China because China is very territorial. So yeah. they're heading south. We've been seeing in the Syrian civil war has led the Russians to put two bases in Syria itself. Yep. Iran it basically controls most of Iraq and Obama pulled us out of it. As they continue to fight ISIS, they continue to build a stronger and stronger foothold. Every time an Iranian general or a Russian general shows up in Syria, they shoot missiles into Israel, They're testing the waters there. But something has to happen first before that, and I believe there's another end-time war that happens before the Gog and Mithra. And that is the Psalm, which lists the nations that directly surround Israel. Yeah. That'd be Egypt, uh, Syria, Jordan, Lebanon, Gaza. Nations aren't in the list of nations of the God nations. So that leads us to believe that Psalm 83 will happen first, where Israel will subjugate the surrounding neighbors around them, and that 
unite totally those other Islamic nations in the Middle East with Russia to try to destroy Israel once and for all. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, and this is why we, we want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening, follow along closely, because these are different stages in time periods as we talk about biblical prophecy and as we see these nations uh, being developed. You know, Nathan, it's also interesting in terms of Russia, how uh, even the election, they, they, we saw so many finger pointing in terms of what happened in the election because of cyber wars and technology also is playing a huge part in the development of this biblical prophecy in these nations right right people say the cold war is over it's just changed it's now a cyber war i know the terry united states are rushing to get cyber warfare divisions set up the country scrambling to keep up with nations like north korea yeah. who have excellent cyber warfare specialists and so that's the battlefront right now. now we read in Ezekiel 38 and 39 that those nations will in turn militaristic. They will obviously use their missiles, their tanks, their weapons to try to destroy Israel. But right of a Cold War on the background, and that's uh, a war of technology. Yeah. But it's also a war of public relations, as it used to be when to constantly beat Israel. They use boycott, divestment, sanctions to, to economically ruin Israel. They constantly attack Israel's uh, financial infrastructure and test Israel by the, using their proxies, Hezbollah and Lebanon and uh, others, uh, to constantly uh, push Israel and see a uh, pull into a war, which they believe that win. Ezekiel 38 and 39 tells us they will not win. Yeah. And Nathan, and we know that because as we continue to see the development of this, uh, Bible prophecy is clear. Another thing, Nate, Nate that, that I think people need to recognize is nowhere through these scriptures is the United States of America mentioned. So we also need to keep an eye out on that as well, right? Well, not far along in Ezekiel 38, there might be a reference to the United States there. Uh, we can talk about that when we get to that verse. I, I don't think there's a clear reference to but have some have proposed that the United States might be listed as a nation who just sits out and watches, sees what happens. So, but we'll get to that. I don't want to get too ahead of it. Well, I can't wait for that one. Then, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nathan, yeah, last week we were looking at verses 1 through 7. Uh, and Yeah, but continue to take us through, Nathan, because this also clearly states that this is going to take place at a future time. Right, right. And it's a clear focus on Israel. It's not a focus on a church. I personally believe, uh, from my studies, uh, Ron Rhodes, uh, who's a, a professor, wrote his excellent book called North Storm Rising. He goes through all the different possible timing scenarios using keywords like latter days and last days that we find in the text. And it, it looks like that this war would happen just before the seven-year tribulation or at the onset of the seven-year tribulation. Clearly, the Middle East and Russia don't feel inhibited by any Western powers anymore. Mm -hmm. So they feel free to attack Israel without a kind of uh, attack back. So it looks like the West is out of the way and possibly crippled from the rapture. So this is very yeah. end times. Very Israel-focused and not church-focused. Very much an end-time war, but it's got to be a soon end-time war because the Israel is a nation once again, yeah. and that coalition has finally formed as Ezekiel prophesied. Excellent point, Nathan, and that's very good that you're pointing out because, again, all this that the Bible is prophesying, Israel will have to be present as a nation, and we get to see that today. Yeah, I mean, just before 1948, Israel wasn't a nation. <laughs> this could never happen because there was no Israel. 
Matter of fact, Steel of back in a hundred years ago, we're like, right. Well, it, uh, this war is supposed to happen. It says Israel's back. Uh, we can't explain it, but the Bible says it, so it must be true. It came true. Israel became a nation again. It has continually to fought battles with the nations that surrounded it and fought them off, but haven't subdued the nations around it. And Psalm 83 war sounds very likely and could happen literally, man, at any time with Woo! the flick of a missile coming here or there. The whole region could explode. Yes. And, like, and it will. Uh, we know another yeah. prophecy, Isaiah 17 and Jeremiah 49, prophesies that Israel will destroy Damascus, the capital of Syria, That's right. in one evening. One evening. Destroy the oldest city in the world, totally annihilate in one day. That's nuclear in nature. So That's right. clearly, major events are coming around the corner. Whether we'll be, you know, the rapture will take the church, not, I don't know. But uh, things are gearing up, and America has its own problems. Uh, we're yeah. gearing up for a war with North Korea. There's no doubt we're third nuclear, uh, I'm sorry, a carrier attack fleet into the Pacific. They're calling up reservists. They're calling up uh, retired Air Force pilots, seeing nuclear planes back in the sky. Fleets are repositioning. We are getting ready for war with North Korea. So it could be we're, we're kept busy with North Korea while Russia and the Middle East decide to move in Israel. So many scenarios here that could happen, but they must happen because the Bible says they will happen. Exactly. And Nathan, and, and that's the key there for anyone maybe who's not familiar with Bible prophecy or the book of Ezekiel. One key that you need to recognize that you can put your finger on today is that Israel is in their land they are a nation and when the bible is prophesying this that is one of the key things that we need to look for so i think nathan that was fantastic bringing that out you know right right and i love that you you titled this series because past future week we talked past where these uh, nations that will attack israel or originated now we're talking about the present how the nations will gathering what are the possible scenarios and we'll continue to talk about the future but as that future becomes soon, we see in verse 7, if, if I'll go ahead and read some or not, uh, God says to these nations, get ready, be prepared, you and all the hordes gathered about you, and take command of them, talking about God, who will mm -hmm. be the leader. After many days, you will call to arms in future years, you invade a land that is recovered from war, whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, what had long been destined. They had been brought from nations, and now all of them live in safety. You and all your troops and the many nations with you will go up advancing like a storm, and you'll be like a cloud covering the land. <laughs> Nathan, I don't know how much clearer that is for anyone that is really looking for the truth. I mean, it's talking about a nation, right? Uh, and, and, of course, you and I know that that's talking about Israel. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very clear. Uh, especially, I mean, I mean, look at how it talks about it. It's talking about the latter years of last days. That's a biblical indicator that always refers to the coming tribulation, the last days when just before Jesus returns. It talks about people who were spread out over the world by exactly. the Lord, and the Romans spread the Jewish people out around the four corners of the world, but that they regather back to the mountains of Israel again and have the Jewish people have returned about them around about six million of the twelve million Jews are back in the land of Israel. It had long been desolate after the Romans devastated land. It was a wasteland until the early 1900s when the Jewish people started coming back and restoring the land again so that nobody would want it. 
during those years, God had desolated, but the Jewish people restored and then will come out of the nations, and now they will dwell in the land safely. In other words, the Lord will let the Jewish people's economy, military, uh, you name it, grow. Yeah. So they were protected and safe. They would build walls to keep uh, invaders out. And the Jewish people are living in the land safely and will so more once they finally do around them. So, brother, we are yeah. reading in those verses... Today, today. <laughs> yeah. And Nathan, and that, what I love the beauty about this is that no other nation fits this mold. So it's got to be Israel. <laughs> no, the Hittites aren't back as a people group. The Mayans, the Aztecs, they even come back as a people group. No nation has been destroyed, blended with the other nations and disappeared. But the Jewish people kept their customs and traditions, yes. which kept them as a people, even spread out for 1,900 years. They kept their ethnic they returned after great persecution, especially during the Holocaust, to have their own nation again. Brother, you're absolutely right. This has never happened in Houston. And we're talking about the nation of the Bible. Uh, and that's uh, and that's what our prayers for those of you that are watching and listening. Maybe you're new to biblical prophecy, but our prayers that that would encourage you that if the, this is true, then everything else that the Bible says is true. God, God loves you. God has a plan for you. That is also true. And when you look at biblical prophecy, it's so that you can see how God's plan is unfolding. And also for you to recognize that the time is ticking. There's a time clock ticking and God is going to usher in that time for the church. We're going to be gone. And then everything that we're looking at here is going to occur. So Nathan, we also do this program to encourage people and sound the alarms at the same time. Right. I think the greatest encouragement you can get from studying about this horrific war that's coming and you think, oh, how can I be encouraged? But it's encouraging is. God in control. He has let us know right. 2,600 years ago what would happen. And when we get through this series, you'll see how God defends his people. And if he'll defend Jewish people who are rebellionating them, how much will defend them who've accepted him as Savior, who's asked Jesus to be their yes. Lord and Savior? Oh, how he'll protect us. That is great encouragement to me. Praise the Lord. And Nathan, that's why, and I mean, when you look at verse 9, it's just, I mean, it's an amazing passage because that is talk. In other words, sometimes the Bible uses words like swooping down. And we don't want people to think this talking about a bird or an eagle, right? <laughs> no, he's talking about the end, like a storm, you know, a riot, black clouds and the lightning coming your way. And that's what it'll be like to the Jewish people. Their military, the one in the stars. Uh, possibly stand up a, a united might of the Islamic Middle East and divide. Mm. I mean, there's no way. They, they don't have the numbers. They don't have enough bullets. And so they will like the Jewish people will be absolutely destroyed. God will step in and save them, which we'll read about next time. Yeah, and Nathan, and this is war. In other words, it's a term of war. I mean, today swooping, you and I know jet fighters, we know helicopters. I mean, these things move like lightning. So when we when these nations come in, they're going to come in swooping in these military um, uh, type of vehicles. Right, right. They're the storm like a plague of locusts, devouring everything. And uh, Israel will be added on the ropes. They'll be looking at their defeat. Without God, they will have no choice, no ch and it will revolutionize the way the Jewish people think about God. They will return to God, they're not quite a Jesus Savior yet. Ooh, praise the Lord. So yeah, and they continue to take us through. This is awesome. And again, for those of you that are just tuned in, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy. 
TV radio edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Ezekiel 38 and 39, talking about God, Magog, present and future. Right, right. Well, I'll, I don't know if we should get into the next section because of the time, but uh, I just want people to be excited what we've read about so far. It's kind of a cliffhanger here, all right? All these, That's these, right. these armies are about to destroy Israel. What's going to happen? <laughs> well, tune in next week. Uh, as you used to say, same bat time, same bat channel, right? Actually, Nathan, thank you for looking at the clock. I got so excited, bro, that I lost track of time. <laughs> Oh, I know what you mean, man. I know what you think. <laughs> yeah, but thank you, Nathan. Yeah, I would agree with Nathan. Listen, we want to encourage you guys. Uh, go ahead and uh, read up the following uh, the chapters. But, you know, before we leave, of course, even though we're a little bit over the clock, we still want to share Jesus with you because maybe you're watching and listening and you're wondering, what are these two guys so excited about? Nathan, can you tell them what we're so excited about? <laughs> we're excited because God not left the building. There's a guy. Yes. He loved He's given a sign to come to show us his love by dying on the cross for our sins. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior, when we pray from the depths of our heart, please, dear Jesus, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Your sins will be forgiven. The punishment that was on beyond Jesus Christ. And before the God, uh, our Father, one day, forgiven and heirs of the promises of eternal life with him praise the lord thank you so much nathan jones for sharing the good news and that's why we're so excited and if you trusted in christ let us know give us a call at 305-992-9537 we would love to celebrate with you nathan jones it's always a joy to have you on the program thank you so much for joining me today oh thank you brother i appreciate it awesome i hope you have a great week and for those of you again that are tuned in this is vic batista nathan jones Saying goodbye, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We ran out of time for this segment of the program. But again, of course, if you're in need of prayer, if you have a question or a comment, feel free to call us off air. We would love to pray for you. So keep your eyes up. The Lord is coming soon and have a wonderful week.